Support for Tag's podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. When was the last time you could see Below the Bushes? Get 20% off and free shipping with our code TAGS, T-A-G-S, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code TAGS, T-A-G-S. Trim your junk with Manscaped. What is going on? You are watching Tags Live, aka Talk About Gay Sex, the live version. I'm your host, Steve V, alongside Cody Maurice Doggett. How you doing? I'm good. Hello, darling. How are you? Hello, darling. Cheers to you on this <laughs> Wednesday night. Cheers, darling. I see that we are both wearing our vote. Get rock the yes. vote. Rock the vote. What's interesting about you and I is we had talked about voting. We had talked about early voting and we didn't know, but separately we both went out and voted today. We did. Yeah, Look at that. Look at I the know. synchronicity. And we're both wearing green right now. Like stay out of my brain. Exactly. <laughs> so what was the experience like for you voting today? Did you have to wait in a long line? What went on? How was it? Drama? The line, well, there was no drama, but the line was extremely long. It wrapped around just one block. They gave out sandwiches. The wait, though, wasn't that long. Door to door, I say it was about 50 minutes. And it was really, I mean, it was raining, but it was comfortable. I went with my best friend who lives upstairs. Ashley and she, we kept each other occupied and entertained throughout the whole experience. So and it's pretty quick. So how about you? Good, good. Um, you know what? Actually, before I tell you that, I want to okay first welcome everybody. I almost forgot we are on the Get Vocal platform. Here we are here every single Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. We are part of the Connection Zone, which we are so happy to be a part of, Ooh. and. On this platform is where you guys get to talk to us on the side panel here. We also broadcast this on YouTube, our YouTube channel, as well as our Facebook page. So we will try and check those pages as well. But obviously, we can see you better on the Get Vocal platform. We're happy to be a part of this because the Connection Zone is all about relationships, sex, and things of that nature and we certainly fit into that category and we're so happy to be a part of it coming to you live every single wednesday and yes. on that note we've got a big show ahead of you including our vulnerable voices which is an ongoing segment that we've started from the get-go and we'll tell you a little bit more about what we're talking about in a minute but yes to talk about voting today which i was very happy to do I went to Madison. I live in New York City, and uh -huh. my normally when I vote, it would be around the corner at a local high school on day okay. of voting. For early voting, it was at Madison Square Garden of all places, yes. which I couldn't resist the iconicness of MSG. And I knew there would probably be some lines there, and there were. It was about an avenue block length of wait time. And when I asked the guy that they have such great people that work there that are who knows if they're volunteering, but they're very helpful. And I think everybody felt that camaraderie of we're doing a good thing. We're voting early too with Ashley. And the guy said, you, I said, how's the line going? Because, you know, you and I don't like to wait in line. Oh. 
it is the worst thing. But this is important. Life. Yeah, but this is <laughs> but we're talking like at a bar, a club in yeah, the, in the old true. days, which seems like in a the million, olden days. In the olden days, <laughs> but you know, you hear people on the news say four or five hours. When I asked the guy, "How long am I going to have to wait?" Can you? He said. You know, it's moving less than an hour. And I said, I can handle that. I can do it. I came out here. I'm committed. It was fun. My, I thought I was special when MSG, Madison Square Garden, came out with coffee, free coffee. Oh, which I'm a fancy, which I'm a coffeeaholic until you told me sandwiches came out <laughs> and we didn't get any though. And and they, I guess Ashley is hypothesizing that they, they go after a certain number. That's when they give out the sandwiches and we just missed it. We did get masks though. That's what I mean. So, you got a mask that said vote. We got, and it was a pack of masks, <sighs> masks and it said vote on them. They're black. They're uh, the vote is multicolored. It's, they're awesome. That's awesome. Rewarded. <laughs> <laughs> For doing my civic duty. Exactly. And you guys should get out the vote early if you can, wherever you're at. I think it's so important. Tuesday, every Tuesday, Tag's podcast comes out. And this week was a very important episode. Episode 212, 212 is with Dr. Goldstein. Dr. Goldstein's been on the show before. He's a leading proctologist. He, we call him the good doctor, the ass doctor, who's always teaching right. us about our ass health. We talked about how to stay and keep clean down there, what we might oh. be doing wrong, things like our wet wipes, a good thing. Water, when you're cleaning out, is a good thing a bidet is it a good thing you'll be surprised at some of the answers also we mm -hmm. talk about good gut health g-u-t gut health okay. on which whether you're trying to bottom or not we have a brand new sponsor pure lubrication and my yes. contact over there a female was really happy to learn about the good gut health part of it because in general i think we just want our systems to be working regularly and Dr. Goldstein addressed all of that, which is so important. But if you are trying to bottom and go that route too, he certainly addresses that. And I think it was, it's really nice. a great conversation. And lastly, we talk about the importance of lubrication, 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 <laughs> Florida, yeah, I mean, Florida, Florida. It's, <laughs> <laughs> you can never have too much of that. <laughs> Absolutely. And Pure is our current sponsor. And just by being a listener, you can go to pure.us and get 20% off any of their lubricants by using our promo code at checkout, talk gay sex. Those three words, which is what we do, talk gay sex. I love it. Well, and on this week's after show, because we do an after show, because we have two shows now, we have to do an after show. It comes out on Thursday this week. By being a Patreon member, you get this extra special after show. And this week I'm talking to you about lubrication, a time that I had a little issue down there. It's oh. a little TMI, but I think it's the sh it's the... After show where you get to learn a little bit more about us, Cody, you were on a recent after show. 
divulging and sharing yeah, probably more than you wanted to but i mean isn't that like a running theme with this show though <laughs> i always share and but it's all in good faith and 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 in a community Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you and I last Saturday went out here in New York City and we went to one of our favorite places, Elmo. It's a restaurant here. And these days, going to a restaurant like that that has somewhat of a gay theme was kind of like we were going out, I felt. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the things they had there was New York City has opened up restaurants 25% at capacity. And when we got there, it was kind of a chilly night. And I remember talking to you and saying, do you want to go inside? And you were a little bit apprehensive about... I was definitely reluctant, yeah. But we had a good compromise. And I think these are the conversations that we are all having these days on how far are we going to go. It used to be, how far are we going to go? (laughs) But now it's like, how far are you going to go in this COVID era on you know in your safety (laughs) exactly and i think we made a good compromise because we sat by a window that was indoor outdoor and there was certainly fresh air going in i happen to be wearing something a little bit more than this but pretty skimpy so for me i needed to be kind of inside and do you think that those are kind of conversations that we're all going to have to make as we move into this fall winter where numbers are on the rise but we can't yeah i think we need to all be more cognizant of what's going on and the things that like coronavirus is not going away anytime soon it looks like i mean they are working on a vaccine right now and things of that nature However, we all need to find our own comfortability and work within those means. So it's going to be an ongoing struggle. And it's going to be something that we all work with going into the winter months, especially with the flu and and things of that nature going around. So Agreed. And one of the interesting things is certain bars are... You know, you feel for a lot of these bars because they're definitely last business on the totem pole on opening mm-hmm. up. And an, a bar here in town in Hell's Kitchen called Industry Bar recently yeah. opened up the other day. And I was watching a friend of mine who on social media was posting a live story of being in there. And this would have been a bar that plays a lot of pop music, has DJs, has plenty of drag queens it's a fun Mm -hmm. time well obviously things are different now and what i saw was tables inserted around the bar socially distanced people wearing their masks obviously if you're going to take a sip of your cocktail you and you're with your friend so in other words if you and i went there we would be Mm -hmm. in there the the decision would be though we are in a enclosed space so are we how far are we willing to do that and it's interesting how some of these bars open up i'm just wondering wherever you guys are listening out there have some of your bars that you know and love opened up and are you willing to go into them right now given the new parameters that you're seeing let's ask some of our peeps and see what they're saying i know you're what you think yeah i don't know what what's your first thoughts i'm assuming your answer is you're not ready to do that because when we went out yeah tell me 
I'm not trying to be in anybody's bar right now. Um, right. Yeah. I'm just not trying to be in an enclosed space with anyone, really. Everybody needs to find their comfort zone of what they're really, really willing to actually go into and what they're actually willing to do. And that's just not within my comfort zone right now. And I actually had to do a mind search. When you said industry bar, I was like, where is industry bar? Because I couldn't remember because it's been so long since I've been there. Right. I think you're right that it's putting it all on us on what we're willing to put ourselves in harm's way or not. And, but yet you want to support some of these businesses and you don't want to see so many of them go under. How can so many of these businesses, our favorite gay bars, survive in these cold winter months and that we would expect when there's a vaccine realistically next spring that they would be able to sustain all of this time and be open like are they just going to be waiting around and the reality is i don't think so many of them are hopefully crossing our fingers some of them will and so you yeah. want to support them but you also have to everybody's going to have a different place where they're coming from who do you live with who are you going back home to are you going to see family members that you wouldn't want to put at risk are you going to be getting a covid test regularly to then be able to say i'm okay hey guys your host steve v here of tags podcast and i cannot tell you how important right now being Manscaped is so important as I'm not really seeing a lot of people, but you know how it feels to get that fade in your haircut once a week right now to just shave. There was a point in this early pandemic when I was letting everything go. Maybe I wasn't even showering as often as I needed to. And oh, no, 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 that was not working out for me. I quickly got on board. I realized all of this is about feeling good about yourself. Forget that partner or anybody else, although it doesn't hurt. You want to feel good for yourself, and part of feeling good is manscaping. That's why I love Manscaped, which has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team, you know, they spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and they just released the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 that's some serious work on that and i'm so happy they did you know their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents if you're like me i have so many of those and thanks to advanced skin safe technology manscaped obsesses over technology to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience you know, when you trim the bushes, the tree stands taller. I'm just saying, you know what I'm talking about. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. And you know, one of the coolest things is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. If you are listening to me speak right now, you are one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product, and I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off by being a TAGS podcast listener plus free shipping with our code TAGS, T-A-G-S at manscaped.com. Again, 20% off. Holidays are coming, guys. Plus free shipping. You know, we love free shipping. 
Use our code TAGS, T-A-G-S, at checkout. Go to manscaped.com. Level up your hygiene routine with only the best manscaping tools. Your balls will thank you. Let's go on to our current segment that we've been doing since we started this whole show called Vulnerable Voices. And on this week's episode, Cody and I were watching a show on HBO that really sparked this topic. And it's the show's called I May Destroy You. And I don't, let us know if you've watched the show I May Destroy You by Michaela Cole. It's, mm-hmm. It was a BBC show that made its way to HBO. It premiered in June of this year on HBO. And just to read you the plot real quick, Arabella, who's played by Michaela Cole, is a Twitter star turned novelist who found fame with her debut book, Chronicles of a Fed-Up Millennial, and is publicly celebrated as a millennial icon. While struggling to meet a deadline for her second book, she takes a break from work to meet up with friends on a night out in London. The following morning, she struggles to remember what happened to her but recalls the events of the night with the help of her friends, Terry and Kwame. Mm -hmm. And all I can say is she goes in and out of what she remembers. And a lot of it has to do with consensual sex, which is our topic today for this app for vulnerable voices. And it brings up a lot because I think what the show Cody, and I want to hear your thoughts real quick on the show. Mm -hmm. I think what she's done, Michaela done a really good job dealing with consensual sex. And let's just say rape is she's shown the, the varied nuances of consensual sex on when it can go, when it crosses the line and when it's not okay, when it's not consensual. And I think we were talking offline earlier, we all have ideas of what rape is. And I was using the example offline that in our, in so many of our minds, rape is in an alleyway, two guys grabbing a woman by a dumpster, putting her head down and having their way with them sexually and then running off and no one ever sees these two guys. And that is what so many of us have been indoctrinated to think about what rape is. But yes, there are so many other layers that we don't talk about enough, which we want to talk about more. And we want to bring it into our community a little bit more about what is consensual and what is not. And I think she does a really good job of inflecting that in this show. Do you agree? I agree 100%. I feel that this show really encompasses so many different viewpoints on what consent means and what it means to to relate to a person in a sexual manner. It it really enlightened me as far as like her my awareness because as the show goes on, her awareness grows and as her awareness grows, it just shines so many lights on the things that are acceptable and unacceptable when it comes to consent. Exactly. We welcome you to engage in this conversation. And I believe a couple of people have some feedback already, even before we get into our stories about... <laughs> Cody, can you read some of them so I don't have to... <laughs> yes. Um, JJ on the on the previous topic JJ says 
lovely things to think about. Definitely things to think about as far as when we want to go into a space and 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 actually social distancing. Um, Jen has seen I May Destroy You, and she thinks that there is great writing. And she says it's a very honest account of what women and gay males go through when dealing with heteronormative with the heteronormative world at large. So I think those are brilliant accounts. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So important. Yeah. I think I'll start off with one of my stories that was really sparked. And I think what art like this can do by someone like a Michaela. Also, I think it's a good shout out to HBO showing different voices and different voices that interweave. It's her story in London, but it's also a gay story and it's all melded together. And I think it's more representative of of life today. And I think that's so important and it's what we want to do too. One of the things that I was thinking about was more recently, and it goes back to the episode of Dr. Goldstein that I have on the other day, episode 212 of Tag's podcast. And one of the things I was telling him when we were talking about the importance of lubrication was I had a guy more recently that only wanted to use spit to fuck me. And I let that happen to me. But oftentimes as the bottom, I found myself letting him go there and one of the things that I'm going to be talking about on this week's after show, just to plug our after show uh, <laughs> that you can get on our Patreon page, you can go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. And I'm going to be sharing an episode that I had before that I had to, I had a, a an anal fistula and that's something that can happen that you have to surgically have uh, mended in surgery you don't want to have to have that but when it does happen you know you and mine was successful and it's all good but that as a result i'm a little bit more cautious of that area of my ass and lubrication for me i think is really utmost important and i think it's really important for so many people and with this person that I was seeing more recently, they were a lot more comfortable with just ramming their dick in me, just simply using their spit. And as we all know, spit mm-hmm. isn't a lubricant. It's something that can help get the dick inside something initially, but it dries up really quickly. There's a reason why they came up with lubrications. And again, mm-hmm. you can get 20% off pure <laughs> by being a listener with us. Way to work in that plug, girl. I mean, but seriously, <laughs> on a serious note, that was something as somebody in their late 40s that I just saw my Dr. Goldstein after the episode to have a checkup down there. And I made a concerted effort for myself to never allow anybody to go up there unless we have lubrication. In other words, if somebody's like, oh, well, I'm just going to spit here or we're just going to use this lotion over here. It's like, no, 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 no. I am barely at this age making new correction adjustments for mm-hmm. what I'm going to allow. And, and I think sometimes in these sexual situations, we can find ourselves, well okay and go along with 
the other one's intention, but really it doesn't speak to your story and what you, it, what's right for you. And I know for me, what's right is I need lubrication and it's taken me this long to even come up with that. And I have some other stories, but I wanted to hear from you, Cody, to share a story. And I know you were telling me offline that yeah. you had a couple stories. Share one of yours when you felt that you were, something was not consensual. So, I mean, the first story that I wanna share is, I've shared it on here before, and it was when of, I was going to hire a photographer and for promo shoots, for headshots, things of that nature. And I went over to his house and he examined me. Um, and he said, this will work better if you look like this and this. Basically, he kind of, it's called negging. What they, they make you feel kind of like horrible about yourself. And then they go in for the kill. It's what predators do. Uh, something that a predator would do where you might where they feel you might be lacking exactly and, and find your weaknesses Ugh, i'm already disgusted i hear you yeah. go ahead yeah. so then he said to me well if you let me suck you off then all your pictures will be for free and did you do it I, I did it. I did do it. And afterwards, I felt so dirty and I felt so taken advantage of. So it just brings back so many horrible memories for me. And, and it makes me feel so, so taken yeah. advantage. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting because you and I were talking offline. And at first, I was very quick to say, well, you agreed to situation mm -hmm. and it was sort of a business like you hired this you hired this guy to take yeah. your pictures and then he brought this up he didn't do something to you without asking in other words he presented yes here is the situation that if you want you don't have to pay for any of these pictures if you just do this. And at first I was thinking, well, that's not really what we're talking about in terms of consensual because you had a, you had a choice in all of this. Yeah. But after talking it through with you, I realized that. And we talked a long time. We did. <laughs> that there is, in other words, I think, there's an idea of people preying on other people. And here you were moving to New York. Here you were trying to get your career off yeah. the ground. You needed these pictures. Obviously, he also found probably a weakness. I'm assuming you didn't have money flowing all over. The idea that waiving the photography fees was probably a great thing because that money could go to rent, food, so on and so forth. In other words, you you weren't at probably a, a point and he found that weakness and it's that whole idea of catching you at that moment in a weak state where you have to make a quick decision. He maybe didn't grab your genitals yeah. 
in a lot of the ways we think about people crossing lines and but he put you in a position you made a rash decision and didn't like the way you felt afterwards and it's way more than just being inappropriate it's it's using people and often we find that happens with our community with women of course you made a good point you you mentioned the me too movement and it lends itself to that type of situation absolutely absolutely comments do we have comments before we move on to our next so, story of this <laughs> jennifer actually commented on your story about um your the guy that you were seeing mm. um she asked was he willing to be rammed in return and what do you say to that so we had already no we had already decided in the situation that he was a top well he had decided i exactly. am more versatile he knew i liked to bottom i think he only tops and I did find myself bringing it up at one point. And I, know, I felt like he never really understood the importance of being ready as a bottom, that you're not just always ready to go, that the importance of lubrication, it was sort of not taken seriously. And what I, so now to answer your question, and what I have learned, like I said, said a few minutes ago, is that from, I now have new at in my late late forties here new rules to quote Bill Maher. New rules. is evolving. Yeah, everybody's evolving constantly. Mm -hmm. So and shows like I May Destroy You do a really good job of showing the nuances of when somebody is violating. It's the obvious of what we so many of us I'm sure think of what a rape is, but it's on and on of subtler stories and one story i had when i was in college i can remember i was on the gymnastic team i had gotten a partial scholarship and there was a guy that befriended so many of the some of us gay gymnasts and okay. he had made himself known this was at uc berkeley and i remember meeting him and he was attractive we went to a library together and in one of the aisles he proceeded to also just spit on his dick and literally oh. rammed it up in me and later which i didn't feel comfortable at the time and when we were done later when i told him that i was getting an hiv test this was the late 90s or midnight mid 90s so it was still that scare time frame i remember telling him uh, i got an hiv test and he immediately turned it on me and was blaming me oh well do you have are you did you do anything that think you have it oh shit like now i have to Which get is... tested and blame me i was doing my due diligence i was just telling him that i was getting it and i said no i haven't really had any and i should have said but I should be worried about you as you rammed yeah. it up with no condom on. Up How many ass. other people are you doing this to? Yeah, but he yeah. he really vilified me in that situation, and this I took another tactic of of an abuser, and they that they mention in the in the show. 
Exactly. And yeah. right. And I think oftentimes there's another character in Kwame that has a situation. We'll let you all watch it. But I know, right? I don't want to worry up too many things. No, that he doesn't get a lot of support for his situation and what he goes mm -hmm. through in one of the episodes that plays out. And one of the things is people not taking it seriously in an authoritative way, whether it's the police department, who he reports it to, and feels often like so many of us, I think, to sort of sweep it under the rug and think, well, are we just being crazy? Maybe this isn't a real thing. If we tell somebody, are we going to be shamed or vilified? And yeah. that doesn't do any good for anybody to keep those. And that's why we want to talk about this stuff. I know you had a story early on. You were telling me offline when you were growing up that really struck me and I think was extremely a good representation of exactly what we're talking about, about consensual sex. Can you tell us? Well, yes. I was younger and an older cousin exposed himself to me and didn't ask, basically t told me to perform oral sex on them. Um, That's and a it lot was to digest. Dramatic. Yeah, it was a lot. I. I've never felt so vulnerable in vulnerable, vulnerable voices before. This is, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> you know um, what? We thank you for sharing. Can I just ask about how old you were at the time? I was around 10, 10 to 12. Definitely. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. And he was significantly older and I was still, I was curious. So I feel like I would look at guys and I, but it makes you feel like what about you would make that person think that it's that was okay. okay. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it prepared me for a lot of things, for a lot of situations that came later in life, which we'll probably, which we'll definitely discuss. Um, but dramatic. And I've discussed this with my with my faith with my family. Um, Can I ask you? Did you get support when you shared the story on what had happened from your family members? Uh, I shared it with my nuclear family, so like my mom, my sister, my brother, and they all supported me for sure. Right, and the thing about these things is, oftentimes we share these stories not when they happen, but I'm assuming you didn't share it at it was maybe two years ago right so maybe five years ago. as we learn with so many of our guests on tags podcast that have shared so much about the trauma that happens when we don't share some of our stories it just gets pushed 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 down and yeah. has an effect on it. and ultimately these things have to come out to grow and and it's into i'm glad you did though ultimately share and not without share what you want, but did anybody ever make this person accountable? My mother spoke to his mother and where it went from there, I don't know. Got it, got it. Yeah. Yeah, I just think when these things happen, I don't, I, this person that did this to you violated you and they're not thinking at the time on all years later on the effects that these things can happen on us. And 
it's trauma, I think, in, to put it in one word. Yeah, let's read some of our comments and go ahead, Cody. So Jen, Jen says, this is something that women deal with every day. Um, then she goes, having also been a survivor of abuse, I have become hypervigilant to abusive and inappropriate behavior. And I agree with that 100%. Wow. It, it is definitely, having experienced that at such a young age, it has made me hyper aware of when a situation could lead to the road of, of, of abuse, could lead to the realm of abuse. And she's, she also says that predators have a sixth sense. That's probably in response to when I ask, what about me has made that person think that it was okay for him to do that to me? Yeah. Thank you, Jen, for sharing that. I think, Jen, yeah, absolutely. You know, I also wanted to share, because I've had a couple of stories of people preying on me, but I've also wanted to, sh I was sharing with you, Cody, offline about a, a story a few years back. There was, I was going out and there was a manager of a bar that I would go to all the time. And it was always in, no one really knew if he was gay, straight. I don't even think anybody knows mm -hmm. to this day. And I had befriended him. We had had a good rapport. He would invite me to stay after the bar closed and have some drinks. And at one point I remember going to his apartment, which he lived really close to the bar. And I remember going to his place. We were having drinks at his place, but it wasn't sexual in nature, although I had a crush on him. And I remember being excited that I was hanging out with the manager of this bar that I really liked this guy. And at one point after some alcohol, because I think that's oftentimes when we're under the influence of certain things like alcohol, yeah. things get raw off. And I remember sitting on his, he was sitting in a chair and I remember sitting on his lap and putting my arm like kind of around his neck. That's all I did. And he let me do that for a minute. I ended up, we ended up, that's it, crashing. I crashed at his place. And the next time I saw him, he said, when we were going to hang out like that, he said, you know, he essentially told me that he was uncomfortable with that and that I think I had, he said I had, he didn't want me to do that. And I remember thinking, oh, wow, I had crossed a line. And see where some of this stuff can sometimes get on that line of inappropriate because I think I was attracted to him and I wanted something to happen with him. And this was my way of warming my way in by sitting on his lap but it wasn't okay with him and he he did We're let testing it, your boundaries yeah he let it happen he didn't push me off at that moment he did let me know later i told him i apologized and I, I, and i never did that again and but it did strike a chord in me with how the innuendos and how some of the subtleties of this stuff can go where with alcohol or when you may want something out of somebody, but they're not on the same page, and you might be persuasive to get something to happen on that particular night, and they might let it happen, but it doesn't mean that they're okay with it. And I'm glad that all of mine was really sitting on his lap, 
but he told me later and I in this kind of conversation I saw will never happen again and actually struck a chord with me won't ever we'll check in it, it struck a chord with me on something that that's not okay for even me to do that and I won't do that again and I will check in with people more and I will be that much quicker to really see am I just doing this because I've been drunk before and I still have I'm one of those types when I drink to still have that idea that I can check in with myself and I think I will now say why am I doing this and is this reciprocal so there's different sides of all this and I tell that story only to say the innuendos of how some of this stuff can get out of control yeah it's Watching this show, it really took, gave me, it forced me to like really take a good hard look at like at sec, at, at encounters with other people. And there have been, there have definitely been times when alcohol has played a, a negative influence on how I interact with people or a careless, it carelessly, I acted carelessly with these people. Um, amongst other substances, and I'm not judging, I, I'm not saying that I haven't done other things in my lifetime. So I recall one time in particular, it, when I was a freshman in college, like you said, I'm the type of person I can drink alcohol and I can remember things. Sometimes it comes back in flashes, sometimes it's, 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 it's like a movie where, oh, oh, wait, what happened there? Oh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it comes back a little bit in pieces. <laughs> and But generally, most of the time, it's the entire reel. Uh, and I see, I know what happens when it happens. Right. But one time in particular, when I was a freshman in college, I lost a significant amount of time. And I woke up in a person's bed that I don't know what happened. And that's really scary to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much more you want to share. You were telling me offline. It, I was telling you offline that one of the areas I, you were sore. I and I asked you, where were you my, my in your ass? Yeah. 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 Did you confront this person later? I did not. I didn't say anything to him. He didn't say anything to me. It was something that we kind of swept under the rug. And one of the things that this show addresses is that for gay men, specifically, and the world in general, this is something that is swept under the rug so often that is not really addressed. And because we don't know who to go to or will be looked at in a certain light. So we're afraid to air these grievances. Absolutely. I think the show does a brilliant job of that. And I just had a moment flash of, you know, one of the things in this pandemic, since we've been all home, we've, one of the things I've been doing is incorporating meditation. And one of the things about, meditation or yoga is breathing and being in the moment and 
one of the things that you can parlay that into real life is being conscientious and aware, and, we, and you and I have talked about that word a lot, awareness of choices, what's going on. And I think, if anything, with meditation, when you're really breathing and you're really in the moment, that's all that really matters. But when you are in the moment, you're less likely, you're conscientious of what is actually going on. Instead of pulling yourself away feeling like you're looking at yourself from above. And if something is happening to you, I've incorporated on minute levels, for example, I'm going to give you an example of how on a small level I've incorporated being in the moment. And recently I was at, you and I actually were upstate and we went and our host took us to dinner and one of the guys came to meet us at dinner and the guy had a mask on. We didn't know him, but he mm -hmm. immediately put his hand out to shake my hand. And I had to have a split second decision of, Oh, wait a minute. No, no, I that's. And I said, Oh, I'm sorry. And everybody was looking and listening at that point. And I knew even as I was going to say that, that that was going to cause a stir for our host who had, it was their friends. And part of me is, Oh, oh well, part of me. <laughs> yeah. But I think we, a lot of us suffer from how are we going to look? What's this going to ultimately mean? But by being in the moment and what I don't want to do right now is shake someone's hand i chose saw that happening had a split second moment to decide no oh sorry no it's really nice to meet you or maybe put my elbow out and shift it on um, what i'm not i think when and things like meditation yoga help keep you in the moment to really critically breathe and live in the moment and they're really good tactics. I know it sounds cliche, but they can be really good tactics to then parlay to when you are in situations to really analyze and examine what am I, what is really happening right now? And what am I okay with? And what am I not going to allow to happen right now? And tell somebody, no, this isn't okay. I definitely goes back to what we were talking about earlier and about learning what your comfortability level is and moving from there. You really have to address it within yourself. And like you said, meditation is one way that you can really get in touch with who you are inside. And that's, it sounded really corny when it was coming out of my mouth even, <laughs> but, but it's true. So really get in touch with who you are and what you want to allow and then move from there. Absolutely. And I think we have to be more critically aware of and checking in with ourselves on what is okay for us. And this pandemic is really a good example of that on what we're willing to put ourselves in the midst of or not. And it has to just be okay. I think these are really good conversations. Do we have any comments from anybody that's checking in? Jen says it is really apt of society to victim shame. And she says, this is why we all have that little internal voice that makes us feel it's not okay to say no. Ooh, what do you think about that? Say that last part again. She says, it, 
this is why we all have that little internal voice that makes us feel like it's not okay to say no. Because of societal like, pressures. Exactly. Right. And I think going just back to my simple example of we were hosted by this friend of ours that brought us out. These were his friends. One of the friends puts his hand out. My societal guilt, if you will, was, oh, I don't want to cause a scene and be that guy that wants. It can feel rejected, basically. Yeah. But if you notice, you were at the table. I am. Yeah. And because this is what we do where we host and everything. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, I'm OK. And I did this recently with somebody else that wanted to, like, shake my hand. And part of me is now I'm like, if you put your hand out to shake my hand, I'm really like, seriously, didn't we? Get that elbow right didn't, there. Didn't we, didn't we put that in a vault and sh shut it tight and put it on like planet Mars like a, a while ago? I'm I'm amazed that people are still. Hey, how are you with the hand thing? And I've never liked that. That was never a thing I liked. That oh really? No, I wasn't. I'm a hugger. I'm a oh me too. Kiss on both. I'm, I'm an air kisser. I'm not uh, certain people I can give you a hug, like a real hug, but the this yeah. no, I was just never a product. So I'm like good writtens, but I'm at this point, I, I'm standing my voice on lubrication in my ass. <laughs> you must have, and no shaking hands. These are my things. I'm just saying, and good wine. <laughs> yes. So JJ says he's a hairdresser and it's it's an automatic no for handshaking and hugging. Uh, he says it's super uncomfortable, but most people seem to understand and you shouldn't be shamed. And, he, and then he goes to say, yes, lube always. And I agree with him. Yes, lube always. I should get that printed on my forehead, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you should. I yes. love it. I love it. Awesome. Um, did somebody else, Jen, have one more comment before we wrap it up Jen here? Says, that is why it was awkward when we say each other last, when we saw each other last time. That's what she means to say. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Yes. Did I see her? No. Because, me. Oh. Because we want to hug and you, especially people that you're really familiar with. Jen is one of my best friends in the world. Um, so when we saw each other, we saw each other for, it was a family thing. Um, and so when we saw each other, we wanted to hug, but there was this, it was back in July, no, August. So we wanted to hug each other, but there was this disconnect of whether we should hug or not, or what is appropriate. appropriate. And still uh, showing yeah, that, yeah, right. I have the worst recall when it comes to that kind of thing. <laughs> like, what is even today? Today is August. Thursday, right? Jen says August. <laughs> today is August. <laughs> I love it. Thanks for playing. Uh, we still want to hear from you, and you can always comment on this platform or go to tagspodcast.com. You can also take our poll. Cody, I'm curious to know what you poll. Um, it's It will be up. Uh, later tonight on patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex 
And what's your favorite lube? Are you silicon or water, or does it depend? Do you have a water based? Do you have a? Were you done? Because I already have an answer. Yeah, go. (laughs) I have yet to try the uh, the pure lube, but when I do, I when uh, I'm sure to be my favorite. But right now, it's Uber Lube and water based. Okay, water based. I love it. I yeah. love it. Looks like Jude. What about you? Uh, JJ says pure all the way. I have mostly used water base for so long because I always thought that that was the one that wasn't going to break the condoms when I was only having people yeah. use condoms when they were yep. fucking me. But silicon, is, I hear, is, is good and glides easier. So I actually like that. Mm-hmm. They have one. Pure has one called Backdoor that is awesome. And just for the record, you guys can go to pure, P-J-U-R dot U-S and get 20% off all of their products just by being a listener of our show. Just use our promo code called, our promo code is TalkGaySex and you'll get 20% off. So check that out. It could be a great thing for the holidays and for loved ones. Anyways, always fun playing. Uh, This conversation, I think, is ongoing. We have so much more to go. Cody, you and I are still in the middle of watching I May Destroy You. And we, how far are you in? I thought you were so far ahead. There's of me. 12 episodes, and I just finished episode seven or eight. So I have a few more to go. Did I catch up to you last night? Wow. Okay. <laughs> it's so good. I may destroy you. I love it. I'm so into that. Watch that show. It's our recommendation because it's it's really well written, I, I believe, and so important. Wouldn't you agree? One hundred percent. It's so important, especially in today's time. Absolutely. Thanks for playing. Follow us at Tags Podcast. Go to Talk About Gay Sex. Be safe, but keep it sexy and wear your mask. And we'll talk to you soon.